fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is finally the day you've been looking forward to. It's a Friday, so welcome into the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting as we wrap up a crazy, wild week. And hold on here, we're running a little bit late, so I'm trying to get the live stream up on the website at HoosierReason.com. It should be up momentarily, so... We have that going on, plus the live stream all over Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. The other ones are not working right now, plus the radio and TV. So, hey, great to have you along for the ride today. It's a busy, crazy show today. Things are going wild in Washington, D.C., as they seem to do every single day. But we have a great show lined up for you today to kind of wrap up a crazy, wild week. As at the bottom of the hour, Dr. Patrick Moore is going to be joining us to talk about the Green New Deal, Biden executive orders, and such out of Washington, D.C. He is the author of the book, Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. Yeah. Fake Invisible Catastrophes. Is that the new way the Democrats will impose their will? People aren't going willingly into the socialist sunset, so are they having to force it through fake invisible catastrophes and threats of doom to scare you into doing it because you have no other choice? Oh, oh, oh. So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Plus, in a couple of minutes, I want to play an interview we had with our U.S. Uh, senator, Roger Marshall. He's the freshman senator out of the great state of Kansas here, where we're based out of as he transferred from the House of Representatives, just won the last election in the Senate. He's been rocking it so far as, yes, he did. Uh, he was one of those that challenged the Electoral College just a uh, few weeks ago. He is trying to stop the impeachment trials against President Donald Trump. So, uh, And then, of course, he's on like five new committees now as well, including the Egg Committee and some other ones. So we'll talk with him. We sat down with him yesterday afternoon. We'll play that interview here in just a minute as we go into uh, kind of an interesting night. In Washington, D.C., as the House of Representatives passed it by 218 to 212, the Senate, we knew this was going to happen. And this is why we need urgency on unity of the Republican Party, why we need to unite under a Republican flag, under conservative principles, and not only try to unite, but try to bring some over onto our side, do our nice little campaigning, our politicking of winning people over from the other side of the aisle. In the U.S. Senate, it went with a 50-50 vote, like we have in there, a partisan vote, with the tie-breaking vote of Kamala Harris. Now, if we got one Democrat, just one Democrat, we could have stopped it. But a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill, the resolution, it's not the actual bill, but the resolution of the bill passed in the House of Representatives, 218 to 212, a mostly partisan vote there, and then a strictly partisan vote, 50-50 in the U.S. Senate with the tie-breaking vote of Kamala Harris. This is why we needed Republican majority in at least one chamber of Congress, and this is why we need to have absolute Republican unity. As we talked about Marjorie Taylor Greene yesterday with kicking her off of some of the committees because, well, she's an evil con uh, conspiracy theorist and she's a terrible, hu horrible human being, that's not what we need right now. We allow Liz Cheney to stay on different committees, even though she voted to impeach Donald Trump, but yet we boot off someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene because she's an evil conspiracy theorist, which she's not, but that's what they claim her to be. So the lack of unity in the Republican Party right now is devastating us because we could do something. 
We could do something in Congress. We could actually get some things done, but it's very difficult to do so because we can't win over our own party, let alone trying to reach out and win over some of the Democrats on the other side, the squishy moderate Republicans and maybe purple districts to win them over to our side on certain particular votes. So now we have a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill that has passed the resolution. They now have 20 hours to debate, and they're going to be voting on it probably by this weekend. Uh, President Joe Biden is already working with the different the different chambers to try and win it over as well. It is a disaster of a bill, but some like it because, well, it's a lot of money. So I want to talk about that throughout the show and more. And I have some of the bill details on what it includes. Does it include the $15 an hour minimum wage that Joe Biden originally put into the bill? I want to get to that here in just a little bit. But first, I want to play our interview with the man himself. He's a friend. We've had him on the show many times before when he was a congressman here locally in the state of Kansas. Now he's a freshman U.S. senator. He was on when we recorded this. He just got off the phone with Sean Hannity. So he's been all over the media outlets. He's been a fighter, which I'm very proud to have him right here in our home state of Kansas, and he's a good friend, so we're going to try and get him on on a semi-regular basis. But U.S. Senator Roger Marshall from the state of Kansas, we had him on yesterday. This is what he had to say. How are you, my friend? Andy, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to be on this on the show with you. I've uh, got to mention Go Chiefs before we get too much further. <laughs> and by the way, I just found out that we're on the Senate Ag Committee, so that's big news for Kansas. Uh, and and just very, very proud to represent the whole state now. Yeah, amen to that. Congratulations on the election. Congratulations on the Senate Committee appointments that you've gotten because you've gotten on a few of them already, so you're already kicking it off with a a busy schedule, aren't you? Yeah, we are. So we did a hearing yesterday on the the Secretary of Agriculture nominee. I was glad to catch up with uh, future Secretary Vilsack, and then today the Secretary of Education nominee uh, sat down on on what's called the Health Committee uh, and listen to, to that uh, young man as well. So, we're, like you said, we're hard at work uh, trying to slow down some of the attack the attacks on us. I tell you, that's really what this is about right now. We're facing an unconstitutional impeachment hearing. Uh, if you know, President Biden said that he wanted unity, but his actions are just the opposite of it. He's turning the temperature up. This unconstitutional impeachment hearing is turning the temperature up. And now some type of a, of a budget reconciliation bill that is totally partisan as well. Uh, we, and, of course, we haven't even started talking about some of his executive orders yet. It's unbelievable. I mean, we're looking at, what, near 50 executive orders that he's done over the last few few weeks of his administration, really told you guys not to worry about apparently doing anything. Now we're talking about this massive, almost $2 trillion COVID-19 relief bill. I've heard that he's taken trying to do like $30 billion worth of money from ag industry, from investing it in ag to trying to do green New Deal ag stuff. I just don't understand. Is there anything we can do to stop some of this? Well, we're working hard on, on that, and we will throw up some wrenches here this afternoon on trying to slow down that whole budget reconciliation project. But, but you're right. His executive orders, twice the number of President Obama at this point in time, twice as much as President Trump has ever done. Again, if you wanted to turn the heat up, you would do more and more executive orders just like he's doing. And then the COVID relief package, a blue state bailout uh, that that's basically – Basically, his policy, he didn't ask Democrats for input. He didn't ask Republicans for input. Uh, in addition to bailing out the blue states, there's dollars in there for illegal aliens. He's going to drive up inflation, drive up our, our national debt as well. So it's challenging times. 
And and we and that's my job here, right? To speak up and push back as hard as I can. Yeah, and that's what you have to do. I know you got a lot of heat from still challenging the electoral college vote back in the beginning of January after all the protest stuff. And uh, talk about real quick just the environment in D.C. right now. Is it starting to cool down after everything? Or we hear AOC and the crazies on the extreme left really calling out a lot of Republicans for quote unquote inciting the violence. But is, is the temperature calmed down enough to at least start working together a little bit? Well, you know, on the Ag Committee, yes. Uh, the Ag P- Committee is a pretty special bipartisan committee, uh, and it's a bipartisan issue. Like, everybody likes the heat. But but beyond that, uh, President Biden's actions have turned up the heat here. Mm. Again, the executive orders, uh, this COVID relief package, uh, it, you know, if, if this is his idea of unity, of separating Kansans <laughs> from their jobs, driving up the cost of gasoline at the pump, your electricity bill, and attacking our values. You know, he's attacking the, the, the sanctity of life, every opportunity he gets. Uh, and then, you know, it just feels like our speech is being more and more censored as well. So, I, unfortunately, again, President Biden said one thing, but he's doing another. Talk about, as you mentioned, you're part of the Energy and Natural Resources Committee now as well. We see him stopping the Keystone Pipeline. We see him invading Syria now. We see starting to bring in oil as opposed to being uh, energy independent like we got to be under Donald Trump, which we worked so hard to do for so long. What's going on there, and are we still doing our own thing here, or are we going to become more and more dependent on foreign oil again? Yeah, you know, if if people ask me why was our economy so successful in the past four years, I would talk about our tax cuts and rolling back regulations, but a big part of it was our energy independence. And all all of these uh, executive orders that, that President Biden is doing is going to kill jobs in Kansas, and across the country, for that matter, and going to make us more dependent upon foreign oil. Here we had this cheap oil coming out of Canada. Mm-hmm. We've got refineries set up there in Kansas that can handle that oil. But it, we're going to get our energy somewhere, right? So instead, we're going to be buying it from the Middle East. So so that's a challenge and a problem. And it, it hurts our, our new Secretary of Defense. Uh, as well as it well was our Secretary of State. So it's a challenge. It's challenging times. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Talking with you, Senator Roger Marshall from the great state of Kansas here. One other committee that you've been on is the Senate Small Business Entrepreneurship Committee. I know you're still getting kind of settled in there, but with COVID over the last year and shutting down a lot of small business, is there concern about too many small businesses closing across the nation? Is there optimism for this year to get things back opened up? How are we looking when it comes to small business? You know, absolutely. Small businesses are the backbone of our country. Uh, you know, they're, 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 if you want to grow jobs, then we need to support small businesses. So number one is we got to get shots in people's arms, which is happening. I'm happy to talk more about that. But I'm very proud of the Paycheck Protection Programs, which have helped save, I think, 500,000 Kansas jobs. And we've appropriated some more money in this last $900 billion package. Most of that money has not hit Main Street yet. So let's see where all these monies we've already appropriated, where they land. Uh, before we start borrowing more money. The good news is Kansas economy uh, is coming back. The unemployment rate under 5%. Um, we get these shots in people's arms, and this economy is going to be open up again. Amen to that. Last question before we let you go. I know you're on a busy schedule, but the big issue right now in the stock market has been this whole discussion about Robin Hood with the inflation of the stocks for GameStop, AMC. Now they're trying to go after silver as well. What the heck's going right. on here, and is there really going to be some hearings on this issue? Well, we, we want to do what need to have some hearings. What it feels like is we had Wall Street trying to shut out Main Street. And when, when uh, Robin had shut down the opportunity for people like you and me to invest in Wall Street, 
it felt like the, the playing field was no longer level. Everyone deserves equal access to to that market. We want to understand why Robin had shut it down, why they're trying to work against Main Street, against everyday Joes like us, but yet let the Wall Street billionaires continue to play in the market. So we need to find out what happened there. I think it's one more example, though, of censorship, you know, in, in its own way of us, of us commoners, of us uh, folks out here that work for a living. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? I know a lot of people really wanted to disrupt the system because of that, and they're working hard with that with Robin Hood and the Reddit conversation. So we'll see where it goes. But the fact that they can kind of play with the system and then when we try to, they get really upset. I mean, a conversation definitely needs to happen there. I'm so excited that you're in the Senate. You've been knocking it out of the park since you've gotten up there. We appreciate everything you do. U.S. Senator Roger Marshall from the great state of Kansas here. Let's do this again real soon, my friend. And you look forward to it. And remember, let's go Chiefs. There it is. U.S. Senator Roger Marshall here from the state of Kansas. We appreciate his time very much. It's crazy how quick his schedule was. They scheduled us for a 10-minute interview, and it was a 10-minute interview. He had just gotten off with Sean Hannity right after. So we feel special there as he's been um, extremely busy up there and all the all the different committees that he's on. So we appreciate his time. We'll get him back on the show again real soon as uh, that was again yesterday. So as they've started debating and talking about this new COVID-19 relief bill, we haven't even spent all the money from the second one from back in, what it was it, November, December. The money hasn't even gone out from there, but now we're doing a third one, and there's a lot of changes, a lot of different things are trying to include in it, so I want to talk about that when we come back here as well, as there's a lot to get to today for a Friday. So welcome into it. You finally made it to the end of the week, and let's have a little fun. It's hopefully supposed to be relatively nice, I guess. I think this weekend, maybe who knows, depending on what parts of the country that you're actually in here in Kansas, it's supposed to, I guess, be nice, but I enjoy any of it already anyway. So anyways, when we come back, I have the changes on what happened with this bill. Did they include the $15 an hour minimum wage? Did they include the stimulus payment for us and who's actually qualified to do so? And they tried to put in some green new deal stuff and they tried to put in some blocks for other unemployment benefits. And it's weird how much they're trying to throw at this because now Democrats have control, so they're going to do everything they can with it. So we'll talk about all that and more when we come back here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday, your favorite day of the entire week. Yeah, radio and TV, plus the live streaming with the podcast thereafter as well. Thanks for hanging out. We have, again, thanks to Roger Marshall, U.S. Senator, coming on the program. Last segment, we got Dr. Patrick Moore coming on the show here in just about 10 minutes after the bottom of the hour. (laughs) Did you see this? Before we get back into the vote, did you see the headline? Of, I haven't heard this name in a while, thank God, but the man, Dave, the boy, boy, he's a boy. He's my age, I guess-ish, but maybe a little bit younger, but he's like the boy, David Hogg, the anti-gun individual, because he was part of the Parkland shooting, and now he's some anti-gun activist because now he knows all about guns, and he's an expert on guns because he saw one at his school when he shouldn't have seen one, so therefore, he's very triggered, and he needs to stop all guns in the nation. Well, now he's come out, and... He's trying to start his own pillow company to rival my pillow in Mike Lindell. Now, Mike Lindell does not advertise on this show right now or yet. We'd love to get him on at some point, but he does not do so. And we need to do so, I think. I think we need to get him on the program. But David Hogg trying to compete with him to start a pillow company because he doesn't like Mike Lindell. Really? Really? I mean, it's a free market. You can start any company that you want to, all the power to you. But, dude, do you have, like, any experience in anything other than I don't like the guy, so I'm going to start a company to rival you? And how well is that going to work? Are we now going to have dueling pillows? If you're a Republican, you get the My Pillow from Mike Lindell. If you are a Democrat, you get the David Hogg Pillow. That's probably not going to be very comfortable, and you have no idea what you're doing, and you're not a business person anyway, so you know, good luck with that. So, I mean, all the power to you. You can start a company if you want to, but really? Really? What I am going to do, this weekend he released his uh, absolute proof. Mike Lindell did his three-hour documentary regarding the election fraud that happened. Now, he released it today. And I haven't had a chance to sit down and look at it. Obviously, it's three hours long, so it's going to be a really long documentary. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but apparently it was all over social media, and then, boom, they took it off. They You weren't allowed to see it. So the only place that you can see it is on Mike Lindell's website at MikeLindell.com. So I'm going to look at, at it this weekend. I'm going to try and watch it this weekend, and we'll report back on Monday, and we can talk about it because it might be kind of interesting. But it's called Absolute absolute Proof or Absolute Evidence, whatever they called it there. But I'm going to look for it, and we'll try and find it and talk about it on Monday and do that as kind of a weekend project. But now because he is conservative and he supported Donald Trump and he shows his Christian faith and he's doing really well as a business, and even after, by the way, the company started taking his pillows off the shelves, He said, no, heck with it. We'll just do it directly from my website. We'll do it from other places. But then enough's enough. We're going to release this documentary. 
and people are losing their minds over him trying to release this documentary. So everybody apparently has removed the documentary except for on his own personal website. So you need to go to his website and actually watch it. So we'll reconvene. You and I will reconvene on Monday and we'll talk about the video and see if it was worth it and if he has the absolute evidence or not to prove the voter fraud that happened in the election. Because I have to admit I'm a little frustrated. I know voter fraud happened. I believe voter fraud happened. I know that some shenanigans happened. Whether it was enough to overturn the election or not, I'm still up in the air on because I didn't get to see all the evidence and most people did not get to see all of the evidence. So I kind of want to. Does he have it? I don't know if you remember or not, but right before the inauguration stuff after or right before the challenging of the Electoral College, Mike Lindell was going into the White House meeting with President Donald Trump. And the media had taken a photo of him with some of the notes that he was having going into the White House and some of the things he wanted to talk to the president about. And they lost their minds to where to heck with the fact that he's a really great story of being a drug addict and everything and then rising up and finding faith and starting the business and being successful and not being uh, scared to express and show his faith. And it's kind of a cool story. It really is kind of a neat story, but now they don't like that. Just the crazy pillow guy is all about Trump, and therefore he's probably the worst person on the face of the earth. So now Mike Lindell is the new target for the left, which I find kind of hilarious. And now even David Hogg, the anti-gun punk kid, wants to step into the gunfight, so to speak, when it comes to challenging him on pillow sales. All the power to you, buddy. All the power to you. If that's what makes you happy, if that's what makes you sleep better at night, knowing that people have scary guns in the world, then all the power to you. I wish you all the luck in the world. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I can't believe that it's the end of the week already. I can't believe it's halfway through the show already here on a Friday. Welcome back into the program. Great to have you along for the ride today. Radio, TV, and the live streaming. Plus, we have the podcast as well after the program all over the country. Growing by leaps and bounds, trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time as your millennial general reports for duty each and every day here on the show. I'm getting a lot of messages regarding that Mike Lindell video that's coming out on the voter front. It's going to be interesting. I want to watch it this weekend and see what he has to say. But now getting the heat is good old David Hogg now coming out and saying that he's going to be the next big pillow salesman to counter Mike Lindell. I mean, you know, if that's your thing, go for it. If that's your thing, that's cool. 
Welcome to it. All the power to you, too. If that's what makes you sleep better at night while you're terrified of guns all over the country, then all the power to you, my friend. Let's go back to our guest here on the line. I'm excited to have him on the program as we talk about all the latest craziness out of Washington, D.C. with the COVID-19 relief bill, plus Joe Biden's, uh, I don't know, 50 marathon executive order that he's been on a roll with, plus what else is going on with the energy market and the Green New Deal that seems to be a front and center and lingering in all of the different executive orders that Joe Biden's been signing. So I'm excited to have on here. He is the author of the book, Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. I love it because... Just that title itself, you would think, would trigger about every progressive out there. Am I right? Excited to have on here Dr. Patrick Moore with us. Patrick, how are you, my friend? Oh, I had no intention of doing that. You know that. <laughs> well, uh, you know I what? We need to educate trigger, them. I would never trigger alarmists. Never. <laughs> never. Absolutely. It's wild how they can come up with... A, I've realized we've lived in fear for a while, and they do so well at advancing their agenda all the way back from Al Gore talking about inconvenient truth and how we're all going to die with the sea levels rising, and now with the COVID stuff, and now with the guns and David Hogg. I mean, it's one after another after another. We need to live in fear, so therefore, government, do something. Please take away my rights. Please control my life, so that way I can feel comfortable. It's wild how many people fall for this stuff. It is, Andy, and I have a new slogan, Hope Trumps Fear. Ooh, I like that. And the reason it does is because the future is not predictable. And not only that, we can actually shape the future if we hope for the best and try and do the best, as in make America or make the world great. Mm. Whereas if we have a dark winter in front of us, like I've heard a couple of times from Horace's mouth, I don't think that's a very nice thing to tell people is going to happen, because when you have fear, you cower and fail. When you have hope, you succeed and prevail. That's my belief. It's a great belief to have because you're absolutely right. We need to give individuals hope, and I've definitely noticed a difference in leadership already. I mean, look, politics, being an elected official, you are a leader. You're supposed to guide people through it. They attacked President Donald Trump because he didn't talk about the China virus early on or that he, you know, when they said that uh, he was concerned about the number of cases and that he didn't report it and that he didn't uh, give the people the right information, he was being a leader. Because like you mentioned, he was being hopeful and optimistic, which I am always the eternal optimist, or at least I try to be. My wife gets mad at me sometimes for being too optimistic at times because I always try to see that. But Donald Trump tried to give people hope and optimism. Joe Biden comes in and says, well, it's just going to be a dark time and it's all going to suck, but we're, we're, we'll, we'll try and get through it and I'll lead you the best I can. I mean, there's really a difference yeah, well, in leadership there, isn't there? Yeah, well, not only that, they were lying about him not being on the ball. <laughs> it was the Chinese that held back the information. Yeah. and. You know, the United States took action immediately that they knew, and even before they were being told to do so by the health authorities in many cases. So I, I, I just don't buy that uh, historical revisionism that uh, the, the government didn't act when it, when it should have. I, I believe that the, the cancellation of flights out of China was timely in terms of the knowledge. And it is true that the Chinese cut off all their internal flights and kept sending people all over the world after they knew exactly what was going on. So... I got no time for them on that count. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're talking with Dr. Patrick Moore. Let's talk about the Green New Deal because it's been lingering for a while. Joe Biden on the campaign trail during the primaries and during the general election said the Green New Deal is not going to be part of his administration. It's a little too radical. He's not going to buy into that. He's not going to stop clean coal. He's not going to stop the fracking. He's not going to try and make us not independent or, uh, you know, uh, uh, oil independent or energy independent. And now, 
I I think just about all of the 50 executive orders or most of them that he has signed, there's little things in there regarding energy, regarding the Green New Deal, regarding environmentalism to some degree in just about every single one of them, even some that have nothing to do with the environment. We're really going down this road without even being aware of it, aren't we? Well, I think quite a few people in the oil and gas industry are well aware of it. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, is politicians should make promises that they can possibly keep. And the idea that the United States is going to go to net zero in 30 years on fossil fuels is such a pipe dream. I saw an analysis recently that was very objective that showed we would have to build in this world a brand new large nuclear plant every day for the next 30 years in order to produce as much energy as is provided by fossil fuels today. So either we're going to basically starve to death on the energy front, or we're going to have to keep using fossil fuels for quite a bit longer than 30 years. That's just a fact. And the reason that there's blackouts in California and Australia is because they've gone down this ridiculous road of adopting expensive, unreliable wind and solar as their primary energy source And that can never work. Someone tweeted today, yes, wind and solar are intermittent, but they're reliable. No, no. I say they are reliably intermittent. That's what they are. Sure. You know, well, and I like the idea of having, most, you know, if, if I if I want to have a solar panel on my roof, if I want to have a windmill on my farm, if I wanted to, that's fine. And I'm all for some alternative energies to do something like that. But to force a private market when it's not efficient, when it's not cost effective, but the government says we're going to do it because it's going to, I don't know what, pay, you know, our investors or pay our special interests or it's going to be, we don't like oil, we just hate it. Whatever the reasoning is for it, why would we force a market to go into that when we're not prepared to where we have like California and Australia with blackouts and brownouts? It doesn't make any sense to me. No, but it's it's actually all a big scam to take money from the all the, all the people and give it to a few people to build their own mansions. Yeah. That's what's really going on with wind and solar. I tell you for true, if you took away the subsidies, if you took away the tax credits, if you took away the mandates that are it being issued to require the utilities to buy wind and solar, even if it's more expensive than the other options, they have to do it. If you took those three things away, there would be no wind and solar in this world except for off-the-grid. Now, I've had an off-the-grid system in Baja, Mexico, for 20 years. So I understand this situation, off-the-grid solar. You have to have big batteries to back it up at night. Of course, you want lights at night, and there's no solar energy at night. (laughs) It's not as if it's, like, intermittently unreliable. It's 100% unreliable when the sun isn't shining or the wind isn't blowing. So it was stupid to go down that path. It's all crony capitalism, as they like to call it. Green, uh, green presence from heaven for these people who are getting the contracts to build these farms. And not only that, wind machines are killing birds by the hundreds of thousands. And I don't just mean pigeons and, 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 and robins. They're killing the big birds. Wow. We're talking to Dr. Patrick Moore, author of the book Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. Let's talk about the the energy. What is the most efficient type of energy? Is it oil and is it natural gas? Is it nuclear? Maybe I've heard good things about nuclear, but then I hear other people say, no, we don't like nuclear. I mean, if if we could have the perfect world and set up any type of energy system that we wanted, what would that be? Well, first, it has to do with where you are in the world. Like hydroelectric is a wonderful form of energy in the Tennessee Valley Authority and in the Columbia River, 
where there's the topography and the rainfall to support it. But, you know, Denmark is wet, but it's flat. So you can't have hydroelectric there. Saudi Arabia is dry and flat. So there's places in the world where hydroelectric is impossible, whereas nuclear is applicable everywhere in the world. There is nowhere that you can't use it. There are 440 operating nuclear plants in the world today. It has proven to be one of the safest technologies ever devised. People got all like the world is ending with Fukushima. No one died from radiation in the Fukushima accident. But CNN had a headline in the middle of it saying, nuclear crisis deepens as bodies wash ashore. As if the nuclear accident caused 20,000 deaths. From, it was from the tsunami that the people washed ashore not from the nuclear accident. It, was, it also was caused by the tsunami because the Japanese built four nuclear reactors in a dumb place. And they didn't listen to the rest of the world. They're, they're a bit insular in that way. And now they know their lesson, but they, sh- they should never have built those where they were. And the backup power supplies were also out in the, in the open where they could just be washed away when the tsunami came in. And but the, the fact is, Chernobyl is the only nuclear accident that has caused deaths to people. Less than 60, in the words of the World Health Organization, I know they're not in good favor in certain quarters right now, and rightly so, but this study was done quite a long time ago, 20 years after the Chernobyl accident, and basically said clearly there has been no increase in cancer in the 350,000 people that were evacuated from the area, and the same is true of Fukushima. Now, let's look at nuclear as a much more viable alternative than wind and solar, which are both unreliable and really expensive. Nuclear energy has proven itself. It, there are 440 reactors producing more than 10% of the world's electricity at the moment. France is the proof in the pudding. If people really want to reduce fossil fuel use, look at France, where 70% of their electricity is from, from nuclear and they have just about less than half of the CO2 emissions of Germany right next door with similar standards of living. Germany is actually going to shut down its remaining eight nuclear reactors and therefore will definitely, inevitably increase their fossil fuel consumption as a result of that. Wow. I tell so you what, hold on, hold on the line here. We've got to take a hard break here. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Patrick Moore. I want to continue this conversation because it's fascinating when we come back here. So we'll take a break and we'll do that when we come back. I want to ask about that, plus the price tag of all of this. As we see the Green New Deal being implemented throughout the Biden administration within the first two to three weeks, what could we be looking at when it comes to taxes and spending? All that and more on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. 
Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up the show today goes by way too fast. The fastest hour of radio on radio, wherever you may be, radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting as well. Thanks for hanging out with us today as we try to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag each and every single day here on the show. So we have a big game coming up this weekend as well. I will not be watching it because I just don't care about the Super Bowl and yeah I'm even in Kansas where like everybody's losing their minds about the Kansas City Chiefs going into the Super Bowl so I guess good luck to them I just don't care I haven't watched a football game in probably four to five years after all the kneeling and the protests and the garbage and I just I have no interest no interest so I'm not going to give them any ratings or any support so if you enjoy it you enjoy it have fun with that I'm not going to be doing that let's see Mitt Romney has a plan to give parents up to $15,000 a year what a conservative that guy is, too, right? <laughs> oh, man. Got a couple minutes left here with Dr. Patrick Moore. Excited to have him on. He's the author of Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. He is the co-founder of Greenpeace and served for nine years with uh, uh, the president of Greenpeace in Canada. Um, he's also, you can find him online at CO2Coalition.org. Again, CO2Coalition.org. You are talking about some of the foreign nations. Uh, Patrick, let's talk about, real quickly, the, the finances here. While we see Joe Biden signing an executive order moving federal cars to be all electric vehicles, which I would be a little sketchy if I was an elected official riding in one of those federal cars of whether that would be secure enough for me or not, or if it ran out of batteries before we actually got out of harm's way. I mean, to me, this sounds completely absurd. Is this the beginning of a widespread forcement to go down the electric cars and rebuilding the buildings, really what the Green New Deal was? And how much would all of this cost if we end up actually doing it? Well, you can see already the price of gasoline is starting to go up, and it's going to go up a lot higher as they put the squeeze on. But the real issue is, where's all the materials going to come from to make that many batteries? It's one thing to have 1% or so of your vehicle fleet on batteries. And then what are you going to do about the trucks and the tractors and the, you know, and the, the, the food-growing machinery? What are you going to do about mining? What are you going to do about airplanes? What are you going to do about all that? And nobody, nobody has an answer for that. So fossil fuels are going to be around for a long time. But with nuclear energy, 
everything stationary could be run on nuclear electricity. Transportation is the most difficult, things that move. But for all buildings, which is 40% of U.S. electricity, of U.S. energy, I mean, nuclear could provide 100% of it for heating, cooling, hot water, and lighting, and appliances. So there's lots of things that can be done to reduce the use of fossil fuels, which be good, would be good because they're not going to last forever, and conserving them with something that makes sense makes sense, whereas, whereas trying to replace them with wind and solar is a fool's game. It's crazy that we're actually wanting to go down that road. Why, again, last question, one of the last questions, why are we? Is it just because of the financial ties? Is it a power grab? Is it because their buddies are the investors, as you mentioned, with like crony capitalism? I mean, why wind and solar? Why is it those industries that they want to go towards? This is crony capitalism. That is the primary reason. Mm. If it wasn't for that, there'd be no wind and solar. It's just a fact. But my book is about a lot more than that, too. You know, Andy, it's about the fact that the polar bears are healthy and growing. The coral <laughs> reefs are not dying. The Pacific garbage patch is fake. It doesn't actually exist. And you'll see that in my book and many other things, like the fact that whatever's bad in GMOs, which have been eaten by billions of people and not so much as a stomachache, doesn't have a name. You'd think if there was something bad in the food, they would know what its name is and even what its chemical formula was. But they don't. And that's because. It does not exist. Where CO2 and radiation, which are also invisible, do exist. But yeah. they're exaggerating, like lying, about the effects of these things in our lives. Like the, the sun is radiation. Sure. And the UV radiation from the sun is carcinogenic if you stand in it for too long. And the same thing with radiation from nuclear energy. You do have to protect yourself from things in this world the various poisons and radiations that there are. But we know how to do that. And so we have a situation where not one human being in the United States has been killed by a nuclear reactor, and there's 99 of them operating every day. Yeah. It's, it's wild when they can spread the fear and we fall for it because we're so easily gullible, I guess, or we just don't have the information, and they present it as just such a scary, scary thing. And it's a power grab each and every day, and it's crazy that they get away with it. And we think we could catch on to their game at some point. Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom is the book. Make sure to go and check it out on Amazon and any other place with the book, Dr. Patrick Moore. We appreciate the time very much, my friend. It's been a great honor to talk to you. Let's do it again here soon. Thanks, Andy. Anytime. Hey, absolutely. Appreciate that very much. Until then, everybody, have a great weekend. Go enjoy the sporting activities if that's what you choose to do. I'm going to be watching a documentary. We'll reconvene back here on Monday. Until then, this is your show. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. Everybody have a great weekend. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show 
Fun facts of the month and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.